Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it. Yeah, The Matrix. Enter The Matrix. Uh, enter the Matrix. Enter Pe- the people Matrix. are going to wonder why we're not doing the Matrix Path of Neo because that's notoriously like the good Matrix game. Oh, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. But this is the one that correlates directly to the movies. Yep. This this one has like moments that like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are nice. dead that like weave in and out of the story. About Jada Pinkett Smith, right? Yeah, and and her first mate, Ghost. The, the movie, man. I, I, so we're gonna talk I'm about so this. excited to talk about this movie. I like. I thought I was excited to talk about uh, Assassin's Creed. I and that. Star Wars, yeah. but like I'm fucking amped to talk about this movie. Well, do you want to? Uh, do you want to get going? Yeah, let's then? do it. Let's do Sweet. it. And welcome to the Retrograde Podcast, where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Major Bascom, and I am my Kobe Aaronworth. Oh, my Kobe, like Niobe, like Niobe, and also. Like good old number 24 himself. <laughs> number eight or 24, depending on what part of the season you're You know at. what? I just chat myself because I'm like, if I get this wrong, yeah, <laughs> that's no, it's going to become canonical. <laughs> 20, shitting yourself? <laughs> that's already way <laughs> more than die. canonical. Right, it's canon that Mikey shit himself on a podcast. Yeah. You gotta, they don't announce it, but you could hear it in his voice. And, uh, and then I... Okay. <laughs> I uh, Unrelated, we are investing and researching into Smell-O-Vision, mm. and we highly... That's on our Patreon side of things, yes. and we highly recommend You're welcome. You, yeah, <laughs> you pay yeah. extra for that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, no, uh, I'm excited to do this week's game and movie. Game and movie. Uh, this one, it's you know, we, we talked hand. about Star Wars last week. Yes, we and did. And how much Star Wars meant to me as a kid. Mm-hmm. The Matrix as well is is right up there. Yeah. And, uh, and this game's not... Not specifically this game, but okay. the Matrix as an entity, as mm-hmm. like a franchise, is something that was very near and dear to me. Um, and we'll get more about this, I think, on the Patreon end of things. Yeah, we'll explain what fun. we mean there in, in a second. Uh, but this is another one of those franchises that I don't think I actually understood what was going on in any of the movies when I was watching it as a kid. I've learned that about Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I've learned that about uh, uh, the... Star Wars movies. Yeah. Like, especially the first ones. And now I'm learning that about The Matrix as well. I, as a kid, I was just like, there's cool action in this, so I'm going to like it. But I had no fucking idea what was going on. I tried to follow the story. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost like, if we start, we won't be able to stop. True. Oh, you're saying for the movie? For the movie. So then how about this? Did as you- the canon in general. How yes. about that? Yes. It, it, what, trying to decipher exactly what is happening. Cypher? Oh, no! He's a scary, he's scary, scary man. Uh, trying to key master the, no, no, damn it! Ah, <laughs> uh, shit! Um, yeah, trying to figure out what's going on at yeah. any time and try and explain it, because I was thinking, like, you know, over at the Mushroom Club, we do these things where we try and make each other explain in 90 seconds what the story yes. is about. Yes, And it, it's impossible. Yeah. And with this movie, it's doubly impossible. <laughs> I'll take the responsibility. Oh, sweet. Give me 10 yeah. minutes. I don't I, think I'll get I, it. I don't think I'm going to get it. I think we should always compete to who has the worst explanation of this movie. Oh, I, yeah, that's a race to the bottom there. It's so all the, uphill from there. That's obviously specifically about <laughs> yeah. the movie. And if you want to hear our thoughts on the movie, we're going to be uh, comparing uh, The Matrix mm-hmm. Reloaded with Enter the Matrix on our in the Mushroom Club over at our Patreon, the retro, uh, patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast. Yeah. You can join that. It's $5 a month. You get access to all our bonus content and some personalized messages and the like and we're going to be expanding that as we go as well so Mm -hmm. if you want the sort of tandem episode to this one make sure to go over there you can do the same with star wars episode one the phantom menace for star wars episode one racer of last week and uh prior to that we did uh assassin's creed assassin's creed jesus christ that was two weeks ago but it's been so action-packed with content (laughs) that I, i just forget it all i know it's just it's so much but i'm excited to play this because 
unlike the last two weeks, which, yes. you know, Star Wars, there are so many Star Wars video games. Yes. Assassin's Creed started as a video game, yes. and there are so many video games yes. in Assassin's Creed. Oh my God, a ton. Matrix is not one of those ones where you're like, oh, have you jumped into the um, Matrix extended video game universe? Well, I think we're probably going to find out why. <laughs> <laughs> and now for those of you who are new to the podcast, mm, uh, first welcome. of all, welcome. Hey. Uh, typically, what we like to do is take a look back at games that we played when we were kids. Often they have uh, had some sort of impact on us. We rate and review the games as we remember them when we were growing up. We actually play the games, play some of the gameplay, and then come back and rate and review the game as they hold up in the modern day. Yeah. Uh, but usually we take mm. a swift detour after a quick introduction <laughs> and refuse to talk about that game yeah. for a while, which is what we're about to do right now. I Yeah, well, yeah. Screw you, video game. Go away now. Uh, uh, speaking of uh -huh. video games and screwing them, okay. uh, which is something that I would love to be able to do, but have not found a way to yet. Getting closer and closer by the day. Closer Our and scientists closer. are working on it. You turn around, six scientists put their thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, cyberpunk is getting pretty close. Uh, you know, I, I'm well, cyberpunk. Speaking of Keanu. Speaking of Keanu as well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Johnny Silverhand hand himself uh i don't know if uh, that's his name no i didn't just make that up i honestly sounds like the thing you'd see his character go old johnny silverhand <laughs> and it's like yeah and of course his name would, would be claudius vesper or something like yeah, that in yeah. a video game like that is that is high claudius like vesper actually sounds like what a, the name of a character in a cyberpunk novel would be like uh, that sounds really good i well I, or like or like quicksilver venom snake or something like that <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. these are just off the top of the dome okay the, well these are also very good <laughs> oh They're very good names. quicksilver that. venom snake is great cyberpunk um, get at me dlc your your names are uh -huh. better than kojima's names for his characters in his games you've got <laughs> die hartman uh you've got uh uh, well, big boss, liquid snake. <laughs> liquid snake. Liquid snake makes no sense. No, none of them make sense, Andrew. Yeah. None of them. I always, and maybe wrongly, and maybe xenophobically, I always wondered if they were a translation just in issue. Oh. Because, or you know what, but if you're taking English incredibly literally, yeah. or maybe, excuse me, not literally, you would think these are like good names. Yeah. And it's so odd and it would be like a real hard thing to explain of why things work literally and why things do not work That's, literally. Yes, yes. You know, and so like Die Hartman, it's like, well, huh. Hardman. Hardman, yeah, yeah, no, I know. Not Phil Hartman's brother. No, I get that. <laughs> no, Speaking of Willis. Die Hartman. Oh, I'm gone sorry. too soon. Yeah, I know, I know. Gone too soon. Yeah. Um, the, uh, actually, I do want to get into mm. Death Stranding a little bit because I have, I have oh. some things to, to, to bring up there. But uh, before we leave Cyberpunk, because that's going to be kind of the talk of the town this week when uh, this episode launches. Okay. Uh, as of today, Cyberpunk is out uh. and everyone will have had a chance to play it. Uh, we're recording this obviously a little bit early, but from where we stand on the precipice of midnight, at which time the clock will strike 12 oh, yeah. and two things will happen. Yeah. Cinderella's going to run her pretty little ass home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's part of the canon, yeah. And I'm going to jump on a pumpkin. <laughs> oh my God. Those are the only two things. And then somewhere along the line, Cyberpunk is going to be oh, released. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, this is another one of those clock games. struck 12. <laughs> oh, okay. This is one of those weird fucking games <laughs> where it's so divisive that a score of a nine out of 10 is getting the reviewers death threats. Why is Because it? it's not good enough. Okay, why is it divisive though? Because some here's the thing we've learned about gamers especially uh -huh. this year is we, I don't want to say we cuz I don't associate with this yeah. element of gamer. Some of you out there <laughs> Mikey's pointing. I will point at whom? Mikey's pointing at a laptop right now. <laughs> Got an IGN message board open up or what's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Here? And all my rivals. Ooh, <laughs> Cheesebread432. Mm, you John Allerud's hat. You know, all these like famous <laughs> usernames. Uh Shampoodler. Shampoodler, well. yeah. yeah. 
Uh, no, for some reason, we've learned this year with the release of The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. And yes. there's, there's, it's almost like a zero-sum game, the review world, where if there's a 10 out there, it takes 10 review points out of the game you love or the games you love somehow. Heads up, guys, that's not how it works. Yeah. All games are allowed to be good, even if you don't like them. But here's my thing, though. Like, hey, with- put, it out, put it away. <laughs> you just say, here's, here's my, my thing. thing. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> here's my thing also. Is, I don't, like, I, I don't understand this tribalism when it comes to video games in not general. But, but nonetheless, I don't get it about a game that you haven't played yet. Like, the thing is, if you said, oh, I've been playing two two months of this, I've put in 300 hours, this is my life, it's Ooh, my new religion. This is cyberpunk. This is cyberpunk, it's 2077 in my head. Yeah. I totally get this, and how dare you, I, I, disagree, with you, I disagree with you yeah. so wildly yeah. that I'm going to threaten your life. Okay, that's wrong on so many accounts, but is a little bit more understandable than the idea of cyberpunk I defend so much that how dare you I think I think you've almost answered your own question. Oh. It, it doesn't matter, it is just tribalism. Uh, yeah. Because, think about it. The Last of Us was being review bombed before it came out. People pick a team and then regardless of what the reviews are, stand by their belief of this game should be good or this game should be bad. It's absolutely bonkers. That doesn't happen with movies, really, where it's like, this has got to fail. Like, you don't see... Well, there is one movie I'm going to talk about afterwards that I... that I... is getting something not even close to similar to this, but something I want to talk about. Okay, so... so let's let's leave Cyberpunk for a bit. There's not too much that we can say about it because I'm actually going to wait until the next-gen patches come out. Oh, okay. uh, To kind of play it in its full glory. Wait, you don't want to make up your mind and threaten anyone that disagrees with you (laughs) before you've even played the game? How does that make any sense? Oh, Andrew, I'll be doing it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Johnny Silverhand is the greatest hero (laughs) in a American literature, Ernest Hemingway can go fucking suck a dick. Like, whoa, what the hell, man? Actually, Ernest Hemingway may have wanted to fuck and suck a dick. I Ernest Hemingway did a lot in his life. Yeah. And I can't fully endorse everything he's ever said. (laughs) (laughs) But... He lived quite a life. How about he that? He did live quite a what life. A, what a nice, bold, broad statement that no one could disagree with. He lived a life. He lived a life. <laughs> yeah. like, mm. Even like the anti Hermit Hemingway fans are like wearing shirts. They're like, mm. he, he did. And they're we shrugging. Yeah, no, we he, can't get mad at him He did that. live a life. <laughs> um, yeah, so that movie I wanted to talk about yeah. is Mank. Mank uh, came out on Netflix uh, as, ooh, geez, was this, 10 days ago now? Uh, last 10 Friday. 10 Days I Hate About You. 10 Things I Hate About You. It's a sequel. It's 20 Things. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of them is Keith Ledger's dead. Um, <laughs> I hate your pill addiction. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, oh, my God. I hate that Julia Stiles didn't have a career. Yeah. Um, well, she it, was in Dexter season four. She was, and she was incredibly in every Bourne movie, even though not really important to the plot. I'd say every Bourne movie. Oh, man. You don't like the Bourne identity? No, I can't. I get sick watching them. Oh, too shaky. It's too shaky. Paul Greengrass. Too man. shaky, by the way, was my rap name. In yeah, was it too shaky? Too shaky. <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, and then my, my partner was Udda Lamb's Tail. <laughs> Udda Lamb's Tail had a tough go with the name thing. Too right? shaky at a Lamb's Tail. Yeah, and Lamb's Tail, of course, 300 pounds, 6'7". <laughs> um, <laughs> huge man. Um, yeah, no, uh, Mank came out. It's uh, the newest uh, movie by David Fincher. Hmm. Uh, it's his first production with Netflix. Uh, it's a black and white story of Herman Mankiewicz, who was... The credited author of Citizen Kane. Oh, and tells kind of. Oh, an ins- I saw this. I didn't. I didn't watch. I didn't okay. hear anything of it. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, about it. it's like I love David Fincher, and so I was excited about this for a long time. His father. Uh, he's completing a script that his father wrote. Uh, uh, Jerry Fincher, I think it was, and it's all about. Oh, yeah. same last name. 
Yeah, it's funny how that works. I, they actually he's adopted. It was just coincidence. Uh, oh, right. No, is uh, that they were telling a story about like Herman Mankiewicz, this incredible alcoholic, like like uh, like will blow your mind how much of an alcoholic. Yeah, and uh, and really wrote the story of Herman uh, Herman Cain. Oh, rest in peace, Herman Cain. <laughs> oh, oh, you Dean Cain. Dean. Oh, Dean, yeah. well, no, I'm okay with that. Uh, is uh, and of of Citizen Kane and how he is probably the credited author and how he got another credit and Orson Welles got hmm. all the credit and and Orson Welles does play a huge part in the movie and but just like any david fincher movie lots of people show up to try and act sure, in this sure the black and white can be either distracting or not so people have asked recently like do i need to watch citizen kane to to understand this movie it helps how about just yeah you should watch citizen yeah, kane it's kind it's, of like credit as one of the most important movies yeah, in movie yeah. history so yeah uh if not like the number one movie on afi and all this kind of stuff right you should watch this Kane. it's really important and yeah. what they did was kind of incredible and so it's kind of, it, you'll you'll know the players a lot more. Like, oh, that's that actor that played this. Yep. Oh, that's this guy. I, I love it. But uh, what I was saying about the reviews earlier about like cyberpunk, uh, Johnny Silverhand's also in this. And, uh, <laughs> and he's he is, playing Orson Welles. And he is. He yeah. just goes, he's like, hey, <laughs> Andrew, I'm Orson Welles. Um, yeah. So no, what happened is, I think this is where we're coming to a head with an argument I don't fully understand. And I'm, you know, sublimely confused by is this thing of like, people have kind of also come at critics for this one and going like, this is just what nerds like, like oh, art, art yeah, people yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't a good movie. Like like critics are knocking down your door to go, you better like this exactly. movie. Exactly. You they, seek out their review yeah. and then shit on it. What? Yeah. I don't need like average guy thinks movie is okay. Like something that doesn't tell me anything. Right. I'd rather someone that studied their whole life in this go, you know why this movie is interesting or you know why this movie is not interesting. Right. I'd actually say this movie is pretty divisive among critics. Um, and I think if you like old movies if you like david fincher you know i like you're gonna like it and yeah. if you don't like some high-minded kind of nonsense things you're not gonna like it yeah so i i would go out and watch it because i think it's really interesting especially if you like old hollywood like i do Manx what's is, what's your favorite david fincher movie oh that's so tough oh man maybe this maybe the social network i like no zodiac zodiac 100%. oh really i would have sworn you I, I i thought you were gonna say uh social network for sure no zodiac I, zodiac is zodiac's great yeah zodiac's great so when we did our top 10 movies of the decade yeah, yeah. like pretty much this time last social year network was number one for social you. network's number one because it came out in 2010 right zodiac came out in 2004 or 5 something like that it would have been if we did 20 years True. it would have been zodiac True. so yeah yeah. yeah 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 i just think it's, it's stuff is really interesting it's really moody it's always telling like it's so precise he tells these stories all the time of like mark ruffalo did 87 takes on this thing and mark ruffalo it was like the first day and he goes oh my god i'm getting fired this is insane and it really was that it wasn't Mark Ruffalo. They were, they were telling stories of like, there was one guy in the background that he was like, okay, we got to change this. And they just kept trying and trying and trying. And really? All, the, is this, this is for Mank or this, this is This is for Zodiac. Oh, okay, okay. The, the composition of the shot was wrong because of something in the background. Like he's just so precise about shit like this that it's like, no, no, stop. It's not you, shut up. You know, like, yeah. Uh, so I, I really like that. I think that's like, a horrible work environment and I would never want to do it. I was going to say, we, we, we tell those stories as though they're like, isn't this guy a genius? Yeah. But like anytime that happens to any one of us in our oh. real lives, we're like, fuck this human being so hard. Oh, absolutely. In the middle of it, you'd be, you know, like, you know, you have these like awful experiences and then you get through the end of it and you go, and you look back fondly sometimes yeah. you go, yeah. wow, that was, I've had some of those at Bonnaroo during our yeah. <laughs> road trips. Like sometimes it's just exhausting. Oh, I think, I think music festivals are a good example because it's just such chaotic energy and yeah. you get exhausted, and, but then you go and you're like, Glad we did that. Yes. You know, and I think it's the same thing. In the middle of it, when you're doing your 84th take, you'd be like, this sucks. Yeah. And then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, 
Okay, I'm I glad it. I was in that. I get it now. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Until he makes a stinker, and maybe people think it's this one. But make on Netflix now. I like stinker. We should we should call more things stinkers. I yeah. Think that makes a lot That's of sense. That's a real classic stinker. Um, I was going to actually ask you what you've been playing lately oh. in terms of video games, but I don't think you're going to have time because I've been playing enough video games for oh. both of us. <laughs> and by video games, I mean Dark Souls, or Dark Souls, Demon Souls. May uh, as well be Dark Souls. Do you just say it in your head all the time, like, I'm playing Dark Souls? And you're like, shut up. Honestly, shut up, brain. The, the whole time, it's almost like, I, I'm almost thinking like oh this is the dlc for dark souls uh-huh. like it, it very much plays like that and and i've talked about it you know uh, for for a, an extended period of time on each of the last couple episodes so yeah. i don't need to go too too much into detail except to say like every so often i'm playing a moment of this game and i'm like this looks fucking gorgeous yeah it really, is a eh? gorgeous game i've had the, the one thing that i'm really struggling with and, and for people who have played the uh the dark souls games or bloodborne mm. or anything like that one great thing about them is it typically andrew's andrew's still keeping his turning is it his, turning i'm not joking it, it's it's definitely turned more it, it may be it's, turning a little bit it's my my playstation I, 5 <laughs> is looking at it and it, it used to just be facing straight on in the room and now it's kind of looking at him it's a little looking bit more. directly at me and last time it was more at like three o'clock <laughs> and now it's at six o'clock I, and i don't know what's going I'll on. I'll say honestly, I haven't moved it. Oh, fuck off, Mikey. I, I honestly haven't moved it. That thing is looking at me now. It, well, it, it, I mean, I know it's, it's. It, I moved it the first time where it was like looking directly across my room <laughs> and then it went a little bit to angled towards yeah. you. I haven't moved it since the huh. first time I moved it and now it's just kind of eyeing you. I swear to God, if I stare at it too long, my eyes are going to bleed. <laughs> like it's like one of those things like I've touched God or like I get stigmata or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know. I was so Ooh. afraid of stigmata as a kid. Okay, what? Go on. <laughs> Sorry, no. Stop Demon Souls for a second. What's going on? You, you I, in a very uh, uh, genteel household, like yeah. not very religious household, yeah. were afraid of stigmata? I, not, I didn't say I was afraid. I was petrified of stigmata. In fact, I think I may have said afraid, but I was petrified. <laughs> I saw the movie Stigmata. It's escalating, yeah. And then I saw a scene of stigmata in a different movie where that kind of confirmed to me that it was a real concept. <laughs> And I would be in bed sometimes and th- thought I'd feel like... I'm sorry. It's just like you saw Michael Myers in a movie and you're like, ah, scary. And then he shows up in another movie. You're like, ah, he's real. <laughs> Basically, ah. someone confirmed that it was a real thought. It was like, it wasn't just this one idea from a movie. Yeah. I no, mean, it's a, it's in a lot of books. Uh, the, the Vatican has a whole thing about I've, it. It's in one of the most uh, popular books of all time, actually, probably. Uh, Angels and Demons? <laughs> the Bible. Oh, <laughs> That's only propped up by Big Hotel. The prequel. <laughs> <laughs> Those book sales from the Bible. Do you have to buy a Bible if you, like, say I want to just make a hotel. Right. Do I have to buy a Bible for every room? I doubt that's a thing anymore. Wait, I imagine. You say that, but they are in every room. Like, if we went to, like, an artsy boutique hotel, do you think it's- Andrew, I would love to. Yeah, I'd, first of all, I absolutely would. Yeah. To get outside of my apartment would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. But do you think if we went to an artsy boutique hotel, this would have the Bible or like an Art Deco Bible? It's still the Bible though. Oh, like a coloring book? Yeah, but it's like still a Bible. You said art. So I'm thinking you just draw the Bible in. <laughs> yeah, it's paid by numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I know, I, I mean it. I don't think like, you know, th- it's someone had told me like, I don't know, the first chain of American hotels- you know, because like chains of motels and hotels were like really popular throughout, especially right. at the States, like, right. you know, to, to encourage travel on, on the roads and stuff yep. like that. Uh, if like Howard Johnson, they told me, Howard Johnson, the person. Who oh, I assume, Howie? I assume is a real person, yeah, is he? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't want this to be like when I, I was learned with out, him just for lunch the other day. Oh, okay. I yeah. don't want it to be like when I learned out Mavis Beacon wasn't a real person and I had a mental breakdown. Um, is Howard Johnson a real person? I think so. I, it has to be. Yes. 
<laughs> him and Red Roof Hotels. Red Roof Hotels. Red Roof. <laughs> Dr. Red Roof. Yeah. yeah. So if he, if you found out that guy was like devoutly religious, yeah. he's like, well, in every, every room, you got to put a Bible. That would make sense to me. Right. It would be weird, but it would make sense to me. And then they're like, oh shit, well, this guy's got a Bible in every room. Yeah. And it just became a thing that everyone had to do. It had to have been something like that. I swear to God, that's it. I think it was more like dating back to like the Wild West where it was like every oh. saloon and everything had to have a Bible because everyone was religious back then because no one understood how the world worked. Or you could die at any time. Oh, that, that sounds great. <laughs> Let's check in tonight. Well, speaking and of, check out. Speaking of evolution, yeah. you know, evolving what? from our thoughts and beliefs and <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh, okay. Um, have you heard about the Galactic Federation? Can we talk about this for a second? Oh my God, somebody made a joke last night through a text and I went, what the hell is that? What's this? Have you not heard about no. this yet? Okay, by the time you're listening to this, we may already be... Star stuff. We don't. We don't know yet. Does this have to do with the monoliths? <laughs> I hope not. I still don't think it does. Okay. But apparently, the ex head of uh, the Israeli military, or 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 something like that. Okay. He was, he's high up in the Israeli military. Either a scientist. I think he was a scientist. Let's call him that. Okay. Anyway, he said that he like a very well respected person is what uh-huh. I'm trying to paint. Okay, by numbers. <laughs> He because this is the shitty thing about explaining something like this to you. You're you're gonna be so cynical about it when I, am I say it. Not a cynical person, but you you have this smirk. My you have this smirk <laughs> when someone says something that that you aren't willing to believe that uh. makes you feel so dumb. <laughs> oh no! You always do that. Oh no! You so so okay. No, so, me too. <laughs> Well, if this guy was in the room, I want to make him feel though. I don't right. know. No, no. no. Wait, okay, so so basically, this guy has said that okay. uh, that we have been visited by like a group of of aliens, mm-hmm. like the Galactic Federation. Okay, so the Galactic Federation are a group of aliens. They're a group of okay. aliens, and they've made contact with the Israeli and United States uh, governments. Okay, uh, but have basically said they're waiting for humanity to reach a certain point before oh. they're allowing us to take part in the federation or to to see more they're basically we're in like a growing phase and they're observing us but the whole thing is like they've made contact they're way closer and and like it's it's way more of a thing Mm. than uh we would have thought and something is kind of on the horizon and it would kind of make sense and i think one of the reasons why the story is is taking hold is because a how respected this guy is B, he says things about how, you know, Donald Trump was very close to like revealing all this information, which also like, yeah, that sounds legit. A lot of sense. Um, And, but it's also how things had been coming up in terms of the CIA declassing documents on UFOs. Honestly, Um, once a month, the New York Times has a story about how aliens exist and we just kind of ignore it. That's the thing. And then, and then recently the Pentagon saying that they've confirmed that they have access to a a craft of some sort that's not of this world. Mm. Like that's, that's a legitimate, and they said they were going have more information of it like a month ago and nothing ever came out but it seemed like they were slowly trying to release information to almost like soften the blow yeah and then this comes out and it's kind of like enormous but also could just fizzle out into nothing because maybe the guy's a quack i don't know but it's yeah. kind of exciting yeah if he dies mysteriously in the next couple of weeks we need to like keep our eyes out on that one right uh, and bob is still in his position within the government or no he's i think retired? he's retired i think he's retired okay. yeah okay. yeah well that truly would be something uh the galactic it- federation is something i prepared my whole life for because i've watched <laughs> all seven seasons of star trek next generation <laughs> you are not the first person someone on twitter said the same thing to us i'm trying to tell you i yeah. feel like i'm more prepared than you are you well, simple, I was, simpleton i was hanging my hat or my space <laughs> helmet as it were on uh 
uh, Arthur C. Clarkean vision of space oh. travel. So I, I didn't really think it was going to be, or you know, I was more like Robert Heinlein in the oh, Roads yeah. Must Roll, yeah, where basically travel travel at high speeds was was the world moving on different roads that just kind of circled <laughs> the Earth, like it was just weird as fuck. Oh, I love that. Okay, so Galactic Federation, something to look out for. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're gonna. That's just a, a sizzle reel for next week. When who knows, we could all be dead. Well, uh, that's the thing is is you know there there the the statement is essentially that or the understanding is that there's a an understanding of life and the and the universe that human beings don't possess yet like it, uh-huh. to me it almost sounds like like the inability to perceive a certain a new dimension or, yeah. or something like that yeah. and i'm like i'm just trying to enjoy all the dumb shit that i can <laughs> over the next little while while video games matter on a universal level before yeah. our eyes are opened like yeah. well i that yeah i okay so i'm not sure how to bu- bookend this but do you want to just say of all the, I don't want to say, uh, hmm, eccentric beliefs that you could have, yeah. right? I, uh, like, like I've rallied against ghosts in the past, right? Where, right. like, my opinion on ghosts is pretty popular. You, you've actively fought against them. I have, I have. I, I joined, a I joined hunter. a busting unit that, yeah, uh, you may have, you may have heard him from, uh, on TLC, famous ghost hunting channel. Yeah. yeah where we go to a condemned hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Criminal uh, origins. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. <laughs> but aliens of all the eccentric beliefs, aliens is the, the shortest leap for me where I'm like, well, yeah, sure, probably. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's yeah. really big out there. You yeah. know, like, you know, and so it's like, oh, they've they made contact. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. I just don't think it's anything like the movies. I think it's going to be something different. I, I agree. I don't think it starts in a war. I think it would be, I don't know, almost like, like the, I love the idea of it being Lovecraftian mm. where it's like something that's so obviously right in front of our face, but yeah. we can't see it because our minds don't comprehend it. Right. Like if you stick your hand into like a, a fish aquarium, they don't really register what it is that's there. Yeah. It's just kind of. Or how like, you know, birds can see like colors that we cannot. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. It's, just, it's there. We yeah. just can't see it or, right. you know, whatever, comprehend it. Yeah. Ooh, wow. I didn't see this getting into this way. Very Matrix-esque though. It honestly is. Yeah. And maybe we kind of steer in that direction. Okay. Um, the Matrix uh, is is something, like I said, that's very near and dear to my heart. When, when I watched the movie and when everyone watched the movie, I feel like the first thing they all thought was, I can't wait to play a video game that has to do with this. Like yeah. when Max Payne came out and it had mm. its slow motion, everyone was like, that's like bullet time. Like that's yeah. the matrix. Like it was so cool that you got to slow things down. Cause seeing it in the matrix was like one of the first times that, that that was a thing. Right. Yeah. And it almost seemed like it would really lend itself well to, to video games. Um, Andrew, do you have any experience playing this specific game? I do not. So that, that's uh, something I, I think that'll kind of lead us into this. What? I just like the idea that I'm like, that it's like, uh, <laughs> it sounds like a game show host. Or something. I'm like, are you ready to go? I am right. Re- I'm Mikey. Yes, I am. <laughs> Yes, I am, Mikey. Thanks very much. I like the idea. I'm excited here. It's even better. It's like, are you ready to go? I am not. I'm really, really, really <laughs> fucking this up. Oh I, am, I, I totally am holding my belt. <laughs> oh, oh, smell-o-vision. Bring it yeah. back. Bring it back, baby. Bring it wow, back. That's two shitting yourself jokes yeah. in the same episode. Um, are, you, are you ready to get into the game, or do you have anything I, else no, you want to go for first? let's do it. I want to talk about this game. I have no idea what to prepare for. Oh, oh you know what? Actually, one thing I do want to bring up, because oh, it sure. does have to do with video games, and I think you'll be able to relate to this, because nice. it has to do with a podcast oh. that we that isn't this one, oh. which, if you'll believe it, those exist. Mm. Yeah, not as, not as high class. You mean like class. cereal? Yeah, like cereal. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The, the first podcast, the first, the only podcast, yeah, the only yeah, podcast. That and Ricky Gervais, the Podfather himself. Oh my god! You know what's so funny about that jokes we're making right now is that they're so outdated that people are like, "What's cereal?" Cereal? Again? No, you're right. You're I absolutely mean, it right. was so yeah. big for that year or whatever it was, and the second season just was a flub, so people kind of forgot about it. Yeah. But now there's so many podcasts that people are like, "That's the one you point to." I was like, "Oh, yeah. oh okay. you guys don't realize that was the first like." 
podcast that everyone was following along at the same time sort of thing. Yeah. So much, and yeah. it was so much, you're right, because it was week to week and it right. was, you know, episodic. Yeah. Where, uh, I think that, that made it a lot easier to, oh, sorry, yeah, titular. to, uh, to uh, almost relate to if you were used to TV. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, this is something I can follow along because I'm used to the flow of once a week, I get a digestible little bit of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. free. And I remember exactly where I was. I remember the theme song. Yeah. Like, oh man, yeah, that was great. But no, I started, I started listening to uh, How Did This Get Played? with uh yeah, legitimately nick, i think one of the funniest human beings on the planet nick weiger yeah and uh and who, who's heather ann campbell heather ann campbell and matt apodaca their uh producer, producer who, who joins on and yeah. i i was i was going back into their back catalog and listening to some of the episodes and i made the unfortunate mistake of listening to the death stranding episode oh and i think i need to go back and play that game I, okay so it's funny because they just did uh Part two. Co- they did Kojember. Yes. Which was Hideo Kojima's uh, All of November games. And you explain that as though the listener didn't understand right away what Kojember <laughs> It was like a meant. Mikey nickname where <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to combine two not connected yeah, words. Yeah. Um, hey, wait, what? <laughs> huh? Like this, this just dawns on you for the first time. He's just, he's just walking around the apartment like, well, no, wait, wait. You're <laughs> such a bassunt, a bastard cunt. <laughs> Combining two words. Mikey Danny. Mikey Danny. Don't you remember Mikey Danny? Mikey 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 That's what it was. Um, no, and they did when they did that. I realized how little Hideo Kojima games I played outside of uh, Metal Gear. Yes, and then the second one was them doing Death Stranding again. Yeah, I was like, man, do I really need to play Death Stranding? I guess it's it's funny. Like they they were talking about it with so much love in yeah. a way that reminds me of the the affinity that I developed towards Dark Souls mm. uh, after 30, 40 hours of playing it oh, and kind yeah. of being miserable. And I'm like does that exist beyond the horizon of this game? And I legitimately, even playing it when I didn't like it, a part of me was like, there's something, there's something there. I just, like, kind of like Disco Elysium, yeah. where I kept giving Disco Elysium time, and eventually I'm just like, I'm just not a text-based video game person. It, this game isn't going to work for me. Right. But I I can relate a little bit better to something like Death Stranding and the loneliness and the, the pathfinding and all that. And the way they talk about it and describe it and 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 go into the details of the story, I'm like, yeah, maybe maybe I could give it a shot. Yeah. But Nick Weiger said one thing. He was like, and this this spoke to me directly. He was like, you know, it's one thing when when I was you know off uh, uh, on my own in COVID and I could spend you know hours at a time playing and this <laughs> and that, and you could really live in the world. But if I get home from work and I only have half an hour to play a game, do I really want to like go deliver underwear to some old man on a mountain? He's like, not really. And I'm like, that's the exact fucking problem I had with that game. So maybe it won't work. But part of me thinks I need to give it a shot. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, Hideo Kojima correctly predicting a pandemic where we're all locked in a room and delivery people are essential services. Right. That's crazy. Crazy. eh? Like on the nose. Yeah. Um, Did you have this baby connected to me for no reason? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to talk, Andrew. You gotta get that checked out. It's Fucking stinks. I don't know, man. I think it's like, I think it's good. It helps, is it all, it helps it, my aesthetic. Is it well? Can't hurt your aesthetic. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna let that one go. A glancing blow on that one. <laughs> Did you ever end up getting uh, Death Stranding? No, I didn't. Yeah. No, I didn't. I honestly, I should. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, you know what? I'll give it another shot and let you know what I think. Okay. And, I'll, and we'll I'll, you report back. I'll wait. <laughs> I'll just wait here. And then I'll deliver the news oh, to you. Oh, nice. Oh, <laughs> I knock on your door with like a giant backpack full <laughs> yeah. of whatever. Baby, you're peeing currently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I built a zip line to your apartment. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Do it we got need 700 it? ratings online. <laughs> um, 
so that that was kind of the detour that I wanted to make. God, uh, if you don't know anything about Death Stranding, you are completely lost at this conversation. Even even knowing something about Death Stranding, listening back to that podcast yeah. and them talking about it, it was like they just kept being like, "Oh, we haven't talked about the fucking uh, handcuff yeah. link to everything." It's like, yeah, there's so much that keeps going. It's so dense. Heather Ann Campbell made such a good joke. She's like, "I'm so excited to talk to my mom about having listened to this episode." Like, you guys just kept on getting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> kept saying more things that don't make sense. I know I, it, it blows I, there's so much about my parents not even like I, I said this today where I was like I'm going to record the retrograde later retrograde later and they're like they quiet and I'm like the podcast I've had for three years <laughs> you guys know what that is right and it's just kind of like oh yeah 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 of course of course yeah. I'm like yeah okay thanks at least your parents have listened to it my my parents I legitimately they've listened to one episode and it's it was like the top 10 TV because they're like I can relate to that and then they just said very good Mikey and it was yeah. like a very like insulting pat on it was your head. a very insulting pat and I said to my dad and I was like dad how much do you love dance? And he's like, I hate dancing. In fact, I never want to dance again in my life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how many hours did you spend watching my sister dance through all of her recitals? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned my lesson. I'm never going to support my children <laughs> yeah, in shit exactly, I don't like. Exactly. Uh, video um, games. Speaking of things we don't like, uh -huh. one Wait, of those things what? isn't the Matrix? Oh, question mark? I don't what, know. What a twist. Um, I, I will do it, baby. Uh -huh. And do the twist. The speaking of dance. Twist. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of dance, which my dad will not watch anymore. <laughs> Uh, but dance in in uh, the good place. Fucking love that show. Oh, that so we good. don't need to get into Head it. Dancing. But I fucking fucking love it. Uh, but the Matrix, obviously, this game. So you mentioned Andrew that you didn't play this game. No, I didn't uh, when it came out. And uh, so kind of again for the new listener, sometimes what we'll do is what we call a tour guide episode, mm -hmm. where one of us has played the game and the other one hasn't. Right. And we kind of walk one another through our memories of the game. So Andrew and I won't give our retro scores until after the gameplay portion. Yes. But what Andrew's going to do is ascribe a score to the game based on what he thinks he would have thought of it when he was a kid. I'm actually going to be rating it as I remember yeah. it because I did play this game. You know, Mikey, I swear to God, the only reason I know this game exists is because of you. Oh, really? I think so. Really? What? It wasn't like a big game. Andrew, it was a big game. What? Yes. People, it was a big game. And Here, what do you mean by big game? So, he, okay, so so let me paint a picture for you. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, by numbers? <laughs> Four. Uh, do you have a? Do you have a? I need a Roy G. Biv counter. What oh are, yeah. 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 Roy, Roy G. Biv's making a return. Um, so so. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Roy. Roy. He's Roy. here. Oh. Hi. Oh my God! You're the most colorful human being I think I've ever seen in my life. I am. It was good talking to you all. Oh, you're going already. Bye, bye, everybody. Oh, where's the pot of gold? Uh, I'll never find it. <laughs> Roy just did Whoa, not want to Roy. stick around for it. Fuck you. Oh, Roy. Oh, Roy. Roy. God, he's like down the hallway. He's got a loud voice. Yeah. He's like a rainbow. You can't really, like, I wasn't even sure where he was or how far or close yeah. he was. I'm an alien. Oh. Whoa. Are, are you part of the Galactic Federation? Shh. Oh. Wow. Oh. Yes. Why is he telling us to be quiet? I don't, honestly, we, we can't tell. It, look, if he's an alien, we may not even... We'd be, we'd be able to see him, too. He's full of colors. You, he's full, well, unless he goes on uh, past the visual spectrum of life, oh, yeah, and like, then only birds can see him. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so funny. We, we looked down the hallway. It's a circle of birds around one thing, and we're like, <laughs> I think something's happening. They look back at us, look back at nothing. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't like what's happening here, Mikey. Birds always know first. No, they, they, Isn't they that the should. Truth? They should. And yeah. I knew that the second I watched uh, Alfred E. Hitchcock's movie himself... <laughs> 
Oh, okay. So this has completely gone off the rails. Let's get to Enter the Matrix. Uh, okay, Enter the Matrix. So I'm painting a picture for you, right? Yes. So it's this time of, you know, around 2000, 2002, when the Matrix is the biggest fucking thing in the world, right? Yes. Like it was for a while. But the movie came out in 1997. I think this is, is important. That? Oh, so really? Oh, it was that early? 97, 8, something like that. It came out much earlier, and it was, only, it was only a year and a half later that it really found actual, like became a phenomenon. It wasn't an instantaneous success. I don't know that that's true. It was a slow burn. It was definitely, like, I remember even in the trailer before the movie came out, uh-huh. it was, what is the Matrix? Remember yeah. that big question? Everyone was like, I gotta see it because I gotta know what the Matrix is. That well, was, was their whole ad campaign. Well, that yeah, that's true. But there was a reason it took four years to make a sequel. And it was because right. it took a couple of years for it to like, oh, wow, so this really? is really popular. I maybe, maybe it's just, you know, we talk all the time about how our perception of what popular is... Mm changes based on what we thought was great as right. kids that became our whole life or like whatever our playground was consumed by at that yeah, time yeah, and the yeah. matrix was one of them for for me at least mm-hmm. so around this time you know at least fine you give it a couple years to burn in the year 2000 or so the matrix becomes this super super popular thing yeah and as i mentioned earlier everyone is thinking this has to become a video game because of all the action sequences of the kung fu and the gunplay and all this it looks like what you're watching is yeah. almost like playing a video game or what people assume playing a video yeah. game would feel like, right? Yeah. So when this game was announced that it was coming out, it was monumental for the game industry. It was uh, it was it was developed by Shiny Entertainment. They also did Earthworm Jim. Oh and uh, it we was like pu- that. Yeah, I yeah, it was a great. I, game. I still I still think about it. Yeah. And it was published by uh, Atari, which are so oh. Info Infogrames, which is now Atari. So it was it was a big high profile Grames? thing. I know, isn't it? Isn't it weird? Oh God, I thought you just misspoke. No, no, Infogrames. 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 Huh, yeah, okay. It, it makes no sense. I always think I'm misspelling it. I always forget whether it's Infro. Oh yeah, games yeah. or Infogrames because neither neither make, of them makes yeah, sense. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's not like well, it's like oh, we got to do that one because that one makes sense. No, neither of them do. <laughs> uh, and but it also didn't make sense that this game wasn't a bona fide classic because ah. everyone expected it to be based on the connection between combat gunplay and yeah. video games right so this game was made to sort of coincide uh and weave in and out of the story of the matrix 2 reloaded right. which is the movie that we're going to be doing and it was so highly anticipated that it sold within i think it was uh it sold within 18 days uh 1.5 million wow. copies uh, within six weeks, it had sold 4 million copies. And then by the end of its life cycle, it had sold uh, 5 million copies, which mm. for one game is enormous, mm-hmm. especially when you factor in this game was not well received. Ah. It was panned, very much panned by critics. And I remember the talk of the town in the video game world at this time was you could walk into any store, Blockbuster, Rogers Video, shout out, uh, oh, Jumbo Video, Jumbo shout video. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are Canadian brands. Yeah. Um, or or EB Games, GameStop, sure. whatever. Your local rental video store. Any any of the video, ANC Games. ANC yeah. Games? <laughs> and you, this the the shelves would be littered with used copies uh. of Enter the Matrix. Everyone bought it. No one liked it. Everyone returned it. So all of those sales just went straight back to the 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 video game stores. Mike, I'm not good at business. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Depends on who you ask. Ah. For Atari, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they For sold the, the games. Independent retailers, not good. Not good. Not good at all. Mm. Although they buy them back, they don't have to buy them back. That's true. So clearly, at a certain point, if they didn't want any more copies, they could have said no. So that's like the PS5s are all getting returned right now, right? Wait, really? No. 
Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that at all. <laughs> That's not true. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. That is complete slander, and I'm so sorry. I, I honestly, I'm, I'm kind of pissed off that you're making me privy to this conversation because I don't want no part of it. And I also don't want no scrubs. So you uh, can scrub your tongue for saying such dirt about my PlayStation 5. Did you ever have to eat soap in your life? Andrew, my brother forced me to eat soap when he beat me <laughs> and he was pretending to be Papa Shango in a wrestling match. Okay, I thought it was a parental thing. But yeah, no. your brother made you eat soap unrelated to you swearing. He did make it. That is a true story. We were wrestling and he was playing Papa Shango yep. and he won because he blew baby powder into my mouth. Yep. And then my punishment was that I had to eat soap or he'd tell on me. I don't know what I did, but that was the punishment. I ain't no snitch and I <laughs> ate that soap. Uh, I love that you you get baby powder in your mouth yeah. and you're like, now it's time for punishment. <laughs> what? No, that wasn't. No, that wasn't the punishment. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Okay. Papa Shango, baby. Yeah. I'm never looking in the same way. Hall of Famer. Yeah. The, the Godfather. Godfather. Yeah. Amazingly. Um, so, so that was like you asked initially whether this was a big game or not. And mm. it absolutely was. If, if for nothing else than the hype. And this okay. was the game that was talked about for quite a while. Um, Shiny Entertainment actually had another attempt at the Matrix franchise a couple years later. This game came out in 2003 on the PlayStation 2, GameCube, and Xbox. And they made... Uh, the Matrix Path of Neo, which came oh. out two years later, okay. and was a good game. It had more <laughs> RPG elements. You played as Neo. They gave you that scene, essentially the same one as in the uh, in the airport or whatever it is. Or not the airport, the office building, you know, in the first oh, Matrix yeah, yeah. where you shoot everything yeah. up. That was like one of the first scenes in the game. So they really played to the audience. What they like about the movie. Yes. Yeah. But this game, the the thing that, that kind of stands out about it is that it wasn't meant to be just a one-off, use the name, throw it out there, make money, and move away. Like, the Wachowskis actually developed a full hour of dedicated footage for this game featuring the original cast oh, wow. that they would inter like in intersperse with yeah. the gameplay itself. They wrote and directed the game. They wanted this to be almost like a, uh, like a second screen experience okay. with The Matrix Reloaded. And they put a lot of ton of, of time and effort into it, but the one thing that everyone kept talking about was this game felt fucking rushed. It felt glitchy. It felt oh. buggy. And I remember that being part of it. You didn't know when your character was going to fall through the level or your game was going to crash oh my or God. it was just not going to you know, give you access to a room you had to get to. And it was like a really big fucking deal at that time. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, so you didn't hear much about that. No, it, honestly, I didn't hear anything about this game. It's, uh, it's, it's, you'll see, I think why I'm pretty sure like we talk all the time about the things that make an age game poorly, especially from the early yeah. 2000s and things like poor camera controls mm -hmm. or, or controls, issue, controls yeah. in general, uh, graphics are always kind of shit. They yeah. tried to be realistic at a time where they didn't have that ability. And like this to me, especially knowing that it's like, it's, it, it feels rushed reeks of what we're going to hate most or what we have come to hate most yeah. about this era of video games. Well, I think this podcast has taught us anything is that like popularity in the time that it was released and being remembered are very two different, are two yeah, very different 100%, things. 100%. And what so, what like, makes something timeless is 100%. Very yeah. So this game was very popular as you can tell by the sales numbers at the time. Yeah. But there's a reason you probably have never heard of it since. And I'd actually like to hear from the D-pads, like get at us at Retrograde Mikey, at Retrograde Andy, about did you play this game? Did you hear about this game? Did right. you try and buy this game and you couldn't? Like, because it sounds like that was an option. It's, well, here's the thing. They shipped enough for everyone. Everyone got ah. this game who wanted it. Uh, it's just people 
intended to return it uh, before before they had a chance to finish oh, wow. it. I, I remember walking into game stores and seeing these just littering the shelves. It was like literally wow. just rows and rows and rows of this game. It started off as like rentals, and then it would go to like the used game section. They were all there. Okay. Um, Fun. It's uh, we'll we'll see whether or not it's fun in terms of the the actual story itself. As I mentioned, it does weave in and out with with Reloaded. It starts so you're uh, you play as either Ghost or Niobe. Those yep. are two non essential characters to the Matrix Reloaded. Uh, but it it essentially starts before that meeting in the Matrix Reloaded where they talk about Zion being under attack. Right. So you see them at a meeting that kind of is led into by this game. And like every time you hear about something like that, the concept seems great. Like mm-hmm. it seems like it should work. It's just the, the follow through and the practice uh, doesn't, doesn't seem all that. Yeah. Good. All the good, like, especially with video games. Well, you know, movies are kind of like this too, but like you can have a really good idea. Then yeah. you actually have to do it. Yeah. Like you, you got to make it like, and it, video games have even a harder path to that because you have to be immersed in it. Right. It's not like just, you know, superficially watching something on a flat screen. Now you got to like be able to control things yeah. and make it fun. And uh, I'm very curious about what, I don't even know, like, what kind of game is this? Like, what would it's you It's an describe? action, I, I would say, kind of like a, like a Max Payne style. Like Max Payne? But okay. with more focus on hand-to-hand. Oh, yeah. well, that and, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so we'll see if that works. I can't really imagine that it that it no. does. Um, but it's, it's this interesting thing where if the reason why this game kind of failed <laughs> yeah. was because it was rushed out, and everyone knew it, and, and there's this precedent for games being rushed out being bad, then why can't people be okay with other developers like CD Projekt Red delaying their game. Like other Keanu Reeves creative projects. Right, right, yeah. right. The, the Keanu-verse, as, yeah. we, as we like to call it. Yeah. John Wick. Um, Keanu. Uh, Keanu the Cat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keanu the Cat. Yeah. He shows up in that. Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4. Um, what was it? Maybe, uh, sometimes maybe, or Call Me Maybe, that Netflix mm. movie with Randall Park last year where he shows up. Oh, I didn't know um, that. What, what about the uh, uh, the... the if anyone who's a fan of the hockey team that he played goalie for for a while, yeah, that's part of the extended absolutely. Who could forget that? Point Break, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Speed. Yeah. You know, let's get into the action movies. Man, Keanu's had quite a career. Now, the Lake House. It. The Lake House. Who could forget the Lake House? The House de- of Sand and Fog. The Devil's. Uh, the Devil. Uh, uh, de- oh, Devil's Devil, Advocate. Devil's Advocate. Hooah! Hooah! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What man? Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, Andy Kaufman. Okay. I always thought, I've always thought. Where the hell is this segue? Well, because Andy Kaufman is is in Devil's Advocate. Oh, God, I forgot about or, that. Or sorry, no, no, sorry, Al Pacino. Yeah. That's that's what I'm thinking. Okay, so you mean Al Pacino, not Andy Kaufman. Yes, the, yes. Andy Kaufman I, has nothing to do honestly with Honestly, get them mixed up more than I should. Okay. Just, I don't know why. I was being so nice to you and going like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Even yeah. though I was like, what? He must what have been dead 10 years about? before that. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Oh, Andy Coffin. Andy yeah. Coffin was dead. Now I was thinking right? Andy Garcia. What Holy the hell is fucking going God damn it. But Al Pacino. Roy, get back here. Al Pacino. If Al Pacino okay. married Val Kilmer, mm. their celebrity name would be Val Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were thinking this? I've, I, For the last couple days, I've been thinking that. Val Pacino is their coffee order as well. <laughs> Oh my God! The, who can forget Val Pacino? Uh, not me. Apparently, yeah, Benifer, give me a couple days. Val, and I Val Pacino, they're all there. Yeah. Um, listen, <laughs> there isn't too much more to say about Enter the Matrix itself. Sounds like you have a lot to say about it. Actually, uh, well, I think we're gonna have a lot to say about it mm. after we play it. But the only thing left to do, I think, Andrew, is is to actually give this game a, a shot. Okay. I, I mean, I I can talk about my experiences of it, but I kind of want to wait for you to get a, a chance at it. Yeah. Then we'll come back after the break. I'll give it my rating as I remember it, and you'll rate it as you think you would have liked it Can't back in wait. the day and then we'll give it its uh, overall score and okay but did, like are you concerned that at the time people return the game do you think there might be some weird niche appeal coming back around the other way where people are like we're like you know what 
People, I bet you. Yeah. Because I think I, I think there's I think there's a lot of games and movies like this where to me it's not terrible, mm. but then the general consensus is that it's awful. Yeah. So I want to disassociate with it. Right. And then I just don't have this understanding of like what I actually thought about it. Everyone else's opinion kind of supplants my own yeah. there. And I think that may have an element of this. I think that being so far removed from this generation of gaming, this game is going to be just as bad as any of the other games from this generation right. that we go yeah, back and play. Enough. I don't know that I'm going to notice the subtlety in the terrible controls from this game versus the terrible controls from like Oni or or another oh, yeah. similar yeah. shooter combat type game, Max Payne. Max Payne, which yeah. we did on this episode. We and did on this podcast. aged terribly. So we did not like it. I think this is going to be kind of similar to that, but I also don't think it's going to be as noticeably worse. Yeah. Uh, or, or as the other games that we would have played. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. This, I, I'm so excited. I love when we get to play games I've genuinely never played and never would play. Listen, there's only one way it can go from here based yeah. on our expectations, and that's uphill? Uphill? <laughs> Downhill? <laughs> we'll, you know what? We'll ask that question in the second half of the thing. I want to hear people's opinions on I, this. I like that question a lot. Okay. All right. So we're about to play Enter the Matrix, but yeah. this game mm. and many other games yeah. going forward are now furnished by a and C games. I love that we say furnished by too. I we are we are old school boys, and we are bringing back that style of uh, words. Yeah, it's it's a great word. Use it. Yeah. Don't abuse it. No, do not abuse it. And definitely don't abuse the lovely staff at <laughs> ANC Video Games. Do not harass them with retrograde nonsense. No. What did, what did we ask them to do? Oh, yeah. Well, the retrograde boys sent us. The and retrograde boys sent us. <laughs> Here's one thing I was thinking, though, that you can you definitely can do okay. to help out. Um, even if you're not in Toronto, mm -hmm. look them up online, peruse their website, oh. and drop them a Google review or something like yeah. that. It's ANC Games. You can find them at AC Games Online or located in Toronto at... For 52 Spadina Avenue. Avenue. Did you screw that up? I was going to say Electric Avenue. <laughs> um, thanks so much to our friends at ANC Games for providing the game for us and in a lot of cases as well, the console. Yeah. Uh, they've been a huge, huge help. Uh, no one likes playing ROMs. No. Uh, obviously, go out and find a way to play the legit thing and support uh, businesses uh, around yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Instagram. Google review. There's lots of ways you can do for free to help them yeah. out. And check them out because there's lots of cool stuff out there. Definitely. Before we go play the game, we're going to be talking about movies. Oh, yeah. Accompany these games all month long at the Mushroom Club, which is patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast. Patreon.com slash retrograde podcast. As we mentioned, tons of bonus content there. And uh, for this month, yeah. the best thing you can do is get the tandem episodes that mm -hmm. coincide directly with the games that we're going to be playing. I think you could kind of hear it bubbling under the surface. <laughs> Andrew and I really desperately want you guys to hear our thoughts on The Matrix Reloaded. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's it's $5 a month, uh, patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast. And we're going to play you a little clip of uh, this week's episode just before the gameplay portion. Yeah, just to whet your appetites. The next voices you'll hear is us talking about the movie over at the Mushroom Club. All right, we'll see you guys on the other side. See you in a bit. Bye. Jack me in. <laughs> Jack me in. <laughs> So here's another guy who I'm not sure is a machine or a human. Yeah, we don't know. But he's a key maker, which is essentially a hacker. He creates yes. access to backdoors, yeah. which again, I'm cool with that premise. Yeah, and the backdoor is how they're going to travel to go meet the architect. Right, in the Scooby-Doo hallway, where in I was really hoping for a fucking Agent Smith and Neo chase, where one opens the door and he's over, he's down They're the going down, and, they yeah. down and up yeah, and down. Yeah. They bump into each other, yeah. oh, and they chase the other way. Yeah. Eventually, Neo's then chasing Agent Smith. Wolf. Yes, and we're a werewolf. Yeah, he lifts a ghost mask off. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's Agent Smith again. Yeah. Just like any good Matrix game, uh, a lot of green scale. So much green scale. So I, much I, green I think scale. about this all the time, watching the movie and playing the game. When they really shoot for the stars in yeah. terms of like picturing the future, yeah. you date yourself so much yeah. because 
all of a sudden it's like, hey, guess what? In 20 years, not everyone is wearing leather everywhere they go. Oh, like, God damn it. The thin-rimmed sunglasses as well. Oh. All right, so we're going to go new game. Yeah, this is like, this is the coding thing, right? So it, there's a way similar to like GoldenEye, which we'll be doing next week. Dun, you can dun, dun, enter dun. codes. Yes. Um, in this, you, instead of like entering cheats, it's hacking. Uh, right? like, well, you know, on brand. Sure. Yeah. All right, let's go easy. Okay, yeah, because we got to figure it out first. Because life is hard, right? Okay. So oh, here, here now we're seeing a real video. That's what I said. They actually recorded an hour's worth of content for the video game. Like, wow. this is directed by the Wachowskis. And it's more speaking that Ghost and Niobe doing this than, like, any, any other moment. I was going to say, because while they are important to the movie, they're not big characters. Didn't you get the sense in the movie, maybe this is worth talking about in the movie, in the movie episode on the Patreon, but in the movie, I got the sense that they are only focused on for the sake of tying in with this game. It wouldn't shock me, other than, like, it's Jada Pinkett Smith, who yeah. is... I would say one of the bigger actors in the movie, right. probably because the movie is made up of a lot of lower budget or newer people. Yep. And so they keep cutting to her and you go, well, she's got to be important. Like, then why do they keep cutting to her? Yeah. Okay, so we're picking between Ghost and Niobe. Ghost and Niobe. Uh, let's be Niobe. She's pretty yeah. badass. Let's do it. Wow, a lot of video in this. It is. It, yeah. It's And you know what? In the way you like Command and Conquer intersperses with, with FMVs mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. has like the live action stuff, this actually does kind of work. Yeah. Because, you know, the Matrix is about you jump in and out of the Matrix, which is like a program. I'm not gonna lie. Graphics are good. They're they're fine. They're acceptable. And this is something too that, that I don't think gets talked about enough. The GameCube graphics were better than people gave it credit right. for. They always got compared to the PlayStation 2 and Xbox, but similar to what we were talking about, we're like, I don't know how to gauge the subtlety in terrible controls between right. one game and another looking back. I also wouldn't know the difference between how this game looks and how a PlayStation 2 game looks. So basically, we're on a mission right now that's uh, leading us into the main scene in the movie where everyone meets to talk about the pending yeah. attack on Zion, right? Yeah. This, is, this is us getting to that meeting, which, right. again, if you're a fan of the movie and, like, in theory, this should have worked so much better. Oh, Mikey, I think these graphics are good. They're actually, they're not bad. Okay, so someone's walking up to me. I don't know if they, okay, so they're not suspecting nope, anything. you're good. So you have two bars. You have a health bar, it's 100%. You have a focus bar that's 100%. And at the top, you have kind of, like, a arrow that's telling you where to go and your gun at the top right. Yeah, so not the, a very busy screen. No, the focus bar is for uh, if you really have to cram for an exam or something like that. So someone just told me they have to leave. Now, here's something that you immediately have to get used to, Andrew. Yeah. The, uh, the We're playing this on the GameCube. The C button, like the C buttons, yeah. do not control the camera. Oh, boy. So moving left, right, up and down, it's like, it's like GoldenEye controls, basically. Hey, I'm going to run up to him and kick him. Whoa, okay. So I basically, oh, when you start Whoa. fighting, it kind of changes the so, camera. Into like a fighting, like fighting game Yeah, almost mode. almost like 2D, like on the Whoa. side, like it's Street Fighter or something, which is really cool. Honestly, not that bad. No, that looked kind of cool, actually. Maybe that's where you're supposed to go? Let's check. Oh, Here's my typical thing. Walk that. into the, oh, it is. Walk into the bathrooms I'm not supposed to be in. <laughs> I, I, do you do that in every game? I do that in every game. Every game. And every time I find like a couch in the female one, I'm like, God damn it. I knew it. Would you like wow. to save your progress? Already? Yeah, we basically just went into a bathroom. It's like, would you like to save your progress? I don't know. It is a big bathroom. I don't know. If I mean, typical this. to the Wachowskis, mm -hmm. uh, knowing, like going back and reading into them, you're, you, play, you start as a female character and the first objective is to go into the men's washroom. Oh. And I legit, like I, that may actually be something because they, they put a lot in their movies about gender identity, right? And, tr and transitioning. Yeah. 
they both transitioned themselves. I, I yes, think. they did. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> He just looks at Andrew, puts his arms up, and Andrew drop kicks him in the head. <laughs> so when you fight multiple enemies, it does kind of the same thing where the camera zooms out enough to show you both of them, and you can kind of fight both of them at one time. The environments fall apart as you're punching and everything. Like all the doors and the lockers fell yeah, down. Yeah, that you really fell apart. Yeah. Like, like, like my kick was a hurricane or something like that. You know what I mean? What did it spend uh, the rest of its life in prison when it? Could yeah, Bob Dylan wrote a song about yeah. it. That's why. <laughs> Her run is, is very good and funny, Bo, but it's, very good. It's the typical animation where the run happens and the camera just hey. kind of moves around hey. you. Oh, Do sponsored you Powerade. What you is know, this? Death Stranding and the uh, Monster Energy drink? I don't like sponsorships. <laughs> He's beating up the vending machine. I like that they changed the color of Powerade to green and black to fit the aesthetic of this game. Oh, true. Yeah, everything is very green. It's strange, though, because all the people that were going, all the security guards, as soon as you see them put their hands in the air, as though they're like, I don't want any part of this. And you just immediately start kicking the shit out of them. So, so far, you've kicked the ass of, I'd say, like 10 people or so. Yeah. Does it feel better or worse since the first person whose ass you kicked? That's a good question. I I, am I, I don't know if I'm getting better at it, to be honest. Um, they, I well, they haven't really put up much of a fight so far. No, no one. I haven't got shot at. I've gotten aimed at. Okay, so you're looking for a huge room. That's the only clue it gave us. And Andrew's just kicking people on the ground. <laughs> I just, yeah, they're not dead enough for me. It is a huge room. This it looks like, like a male the main sorting, room? sorting room. Yeah. Oh, I think these are male men you're hurting. Oh, no. I, I respect our good men and women of the male service. <laughs> what about the female service? Uh, <laughs> the guy lays down on the ground. Andrew kicks him against a wall. I do. You know what? They do feel powerful in the way that you, that you kick them and they slide 50 feet. Yeah. Honestly, from where I'm sitting, right next to you. Yeah, right next to you. The combat looks pretty cool. I don't know if it's fun necessarily, but it looks cool. You know, how about this? Not being cumbersome? Am I allowed to say that? Like, you know, like, it's not the best. Oh, sorry. Oh, Oh, I think Andrew just poked someone in the throat. What the fuck? I do like the camera work. It doesn't always, like, move in a fluid way, but it works very cinematically. You know what? Oddly enough, the fighting is really easy, and I would say it's like easy in the way that's like a precursor to the Arkham games. Like, right, right, right. You press the button, it'll find the opponent for you. True. Well, that feels like something I There's just touch. a big red button. I think you gotta press that. Oh, and it opens up a forklift door. Well, there we go. But yeah, like, if you press kick, kick, it'll kick one guy. If you direct the kick the other way, it'll direct it the other way. Like, it's not overthinking it. How right. about that? I think what people want when they're playing a game like this is to feel as powerful as people look in the yes. movies, right? So you don't want it to be overly cumbersome, and I feel like they do that on purpose. Right now, I don't really fully understand the point of most of what I'm doing, if that makes sense. We're kind of just running through. Yeah, we, It's just an excuse to explore a building and, and kick people, kind of. We watched the cinematic, and I still don't not sure what we're supposed to be yeah. doing. Like, other than the arrow's pointing us where to go, and that is good, thank God, but like it's kind of just go from point yeah. to point. Like it's, it's just oddly handholdy where you don't get to enjoy the experience because you're like, well, where am I going? Where am I going? Right, right. It's it's we're kind of just following the arrow, which changes every time we turn around a corner. And I'm yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure that it's a fun mechanic necessarily. But I also don't know what more we could have expected if that makes and sense. And also in the movie, they seem to have an inherent knowledge of where to go and what to do. 
Right, right, right. So maybe that is this inherent belief, you know, kind of like Spidey sense in the Spider-Man sure, games. Sure. Like, well, how do you make him think that, you know? Well, it's 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 one thing to know that we're just going where we need to go, but the other thing is like me as the player, I'm not 100% sure whether this is good gameplay. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. Like just walking around corners. Like all we've done is run around a generally yeah. similar looking building with no real purpose to any of it. You, you talk about ways in which this is kind of aged, and, and one of the one of the things you notice is back when this game came out, arrows and mini maps and waypoints and markers and those sorts of things work differently. Where now it'll kind of guide you around a wall if there's yeah. a wall in your way. In this, the arrow just points in the direction of where the objective is, regardless of what's in your way, which is kind of weird because it'll lead you into a corner where there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Can I say so far? You know, I know we don't usually do this. Can I say so? This is better than I thought it'd be. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, this is like way better than I thought it'd be. Because it, it controls better. <laughs> By the sorter. It's a weird thing. It's like, okay, listen, people have really wanted a Matrix game for a long time. Let's make sure we put them in a, a mail room first. Yeah. Well, no, you gotta, everyone's got to start in the mail room. That's true. Yeah. We're starting in the mail room, and, uh, and we're going to make it far from there. Oh, well, you killed somebody. Good job. But that, aiming, aiming isn't great. No. That guy had a family, but yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we've been killing everyone anyway. Doesn't matter if it's with a bullet or with my fists. Is there another button around here? Or? Oh, can I open that? Oh. oh. <laughs> so well, it's just <laughs> expecting me to walk up close enough to a door that a cinematic starts, even though we were in that vicinity for yeah, a while. Like, but yeah. We kept thinking, well, we can't go over there. That's a closed door. Right. But there are no such thing as closed doors in the Matrix, Them, Andrew. Man, they prompt you a lot to save your game. Yeah, just give me an autosave. Why wouldn't I want to save right now? Yeah. Like, and it's in the middle of a cinematic, like, oh my God. Do you want to say? Do you want to say? Seriously. <laughs> they, they check. We're going to be going to bed later tonight. We're just going to tap on our shoulder. Uh, the box of the Matrix is there. Like, yeah, do you want to save? So I think I'm kind of getting the sense of, of, yes, there are positive elements of this game, but it does feel very unfinished. It feels like the ability to really engage in combat and those sorts of things are limited by the lack of different things you can do in terms of variety. But you do feel pretty fucking cool playing it. Oh, it's cool too. So there was a a forklift that exploded, and now there's uh now there's like the sprinklers on everywhere just to add to the atmosphere. Like that's a very Matrix thing. Oh my god, we'll yeah. do something like that doesn't really add or affect the plot necessarily, but it just looks cool. And they're like, fuck it, we want to do things that look cool. You know what I honestly think though? I think there are too many enemies and they die too quickly. They what, do die too quickly. It would be cool if these combat scenarios could go on a little bit longer so you could get like a couple combos in. Aiming in this game is not, it's honestly easier and quicker to kill people with your foot than it is with uh, with the gun. Oh, he's dead. I'm using the bullets honestly as cover. Oh, to like, kind of suppressing fire duck? sort of? Yeah. 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 Which is actually like a cool mechanic. It's just like get up and close. And that's kind of a theme of the Matrix as well. Like, at a certain point, guns are useless. That's why, like, Morpheus has a sword in, yeah. in the movie. and In Reloaded. Yeah, they're, and they, you're right. There's just no guns, really. Yeah. Okay, so now there's a little bit of a, I don't know, a mission where I have to stay on top of the... There's a fog of tear gas that the yeah. cops are totally, totally chill just hanging around. But am I... Oh, I think I'm losing health as I'm down here. Yeah, though. you are. Yeah, the... You know what, what you would hope is that this had more of, like, a John Wick thing where it changes from gunplay to hand-to-hand -hand a little bit more smoothly. Can you get up or no? Oh, the gas is on. Yeah, You're the done. gas is gone. I'm good now. You know what? The music is very reminiscent of The Matrix as well. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Playing this game is is a lot like watching the movie. You know, yeah. it's, it's very stylized. Sometimes it feels like maybe there's a little bit less substance. 
this I find this is a very common thing in older games where they were like, okay with you just spending 10 minutes figuring out where you're even supposed to go. New tip, ledges, and it made me fall off of it. Great. <laughs> New tip, fuck you. <laughs> I hate you. So this is the kind of thing I think yeah. that made this game age poorly is you have all this action and then there's a platforming sequence, but it's like no one plays the Matrix for platforming, right? No, like, no. You don't this, want platforming. You know, I don't remember the 10-minute sequence in The Matrix where Neo had to look around and go like, wait, where do I got to go? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And welcome back to the retrograde. Why are you doing it that way? <laughs> hey, you hey. got to get to a phone. Oh, shit. Oh, mm -hmm. shit. Lots of numbers. Also, it would be really tough to get out of The Matrix nowadays because there's no landlines. There's no payphones, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, ley lines. In I didn't general. Even think about that. Oh, it has to be connected. Yeah, that's that's always a question. I'm sure they hand-wavy explain it at some point, but I've never really understood that. <laughs> to get into my rage talk about five minutes of the <laughs> hand-waving mumbo-jumbo of the Matrix, <laughs> go subscribe to the Mushroom Club. Yeah. Holy shit. It's like, this is all real. This is very this is very important. This is very important. How do I do that? Eh, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it oh, sounds man. like a typical boss. Yeah. Just, yeah. just, you got to get it done. Just get it done. Just, how, how do I do it? Don't worry about it. Just do it. Get it done. I yeah, don't, yeah. yeah. What do you like? I got other things to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. So we just played Enter the Matrix. We played as Niobe. Yes, we did. And I will say it far exceeded my expectations in certain aspects. I agree. I think I expected to pick this up and within 10 seconds know that it was a piece of hot trash. Yeah. And that wasn't the case. No. Not um, at all. You know what? There was a weird moment of expecting something terrible, feeling like it was going there because the controls are kind of weird. It's very strange to to play a game where you don't control the camera with the right thumbstick, or yes, in our case, the, yes. the C buttons. I can't remember on the PlayStation 2 version if the right thumbstick did control the camera, but in this case, we're playing on GameCube and yeah. the C stick didn't, didn't change anything. Um, but apart from that, you know, moving around wasn't awful. The combat didn't get in its own way, which is a good thing. It, yep. it, it didn't get in its own way from looking cool. And uh, and it wasn't difficult to a point of being frustrating. So it had a, it had those things going for it oh, in for terms sure. of like a, a sprint towards mediocrity, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. And obviously it definitely was aided by the fact that we had low expectations going into it. Aided and abetted. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, don't yeah. forget about abetted. That's important. Yeah. It's like breaking and entering. Yeah, 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 yeah You yeah. can't just break. No. That's a totally separate crime. Or assault and battery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because if they say like, oh, what'd you do? I broke. Uh-huh. Uh danced. Oh, oh, break dancing. Oh, I love that. <laughs> a new Olympic sport, by the way. Um, is it really? Yes, break dancing is. Uh, break dancing, golf. I think they're trying wakeboarding. There's a bunch of new ones that were trial sports in the last two Olympics. And I don't know about the rest of them. I think golf is in there now. But uh, break dancing is going to be one of the ones that they're going to try. And you know what? In steps towards modernity, Fine. Let's... But wouldn't that be modern in the year 2003? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did people care about breakdancing anymore? Well, they're all 55. They bring out <laughs> huge tape tape cassettes, lay down cardboard. Yeah. yeah. They've all got broken necks from spinning on it too much. They... I wonder though, you know, <laughs> in classic retrograde fashion, we just played the game. Breakdance is in the Olympics. <laughs> and uh, wouldn't you need a four... You, you couldn't be the first generation of anything and make it to the Olympics because you need former contestants to judge True. you to do it. And maybe now we're talking about these 56-year-old people that were like, yeah, I broke. I was a breakdancer in the 70s and 80s, right, and right. now I can fully tell you what's the best breakdancing in the world. They can break it down for you. They totally can. <laughs> and often and thoroughly. Yeah. So uh, breakdancing. Look for it in the next, whenever the hell we're allowed to have the Olympics again. <laughs> 
that's a good question. I uh, well, I mean, as we as we speak right now, we've got the uh, the the good old fashioned vaccine being shot into uh, not our veins, but in, no in places. No, the we're world. too so young kind of and spry. Yeah. we'll see you in 2024 vaccines. Yeah, when you've grown three arms. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. I can't have wait to go and this. look outside. The, yeah, don't don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I can't wait to look out the window and just see like nine year olds dancing in the street. I'm like motherfuckers. <laughs> God damn it. Them and doctors just like yeah. It's gonna be a bunch of ninety year olds at patios. The people who blamed yeah. us for for having any semblance of a social life earlier. Yeah, <laughs> eating yeah. all that avocado toast and not having oh, mortgages. I miss that God. avocado toast. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> I saw a local uh, website do the top ten avocado toast in Toronto, and I'm like, yeah, we're all going. Oh, they're asking for yeah, it. Yeah, we're in they're, hell they're now. They're doing that on purpose. Though. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, the <laughs> line between irony and sincerity has been has never been so blurred yes yeah yeah blurred yeah. lines we're huge robin thick fans around here there were <laughs> there were a few blurred lines in this as well the graphics weren't oh, perfect uh very was, good thank you very much uh but they again got the job done um you know we're used to going back and playing these playstation 2 era games we always say playstation 2 which kind of pins everything on that console but yep. you know what we mean when we say this this was 2003, yep. and the graphics looked like they were from 2003. Not in a great way, not in a terrible way. I, You know what? Maybe I'm on an island. I actually like the graphics. I was actually shocked at how good they were. Really? I really was. I was like, oh, this looks really good. If you, I think they did that typical thing of this era where the player model wasn't awful, no. but everything around it was. Like, every every hallway you went down just seemed like cut and paste. Oh, that, okay, yes, you're right. Everything was very generic. Yeah, yeah everything like, around it to kind of, I think, give the ability for the console to use up the processing power right. it needs. See, my see my issue is I like the graphics. Yeah. It was how the user and the character's existed in that space within those graphics right. that was the issue. Yeah, and I think I think that's or something you I think that's something you give up in order to make the game look right. cool. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. and you say this all the time, if a game looked great, if it was known for having great graphics in this era, chances are it's a, it's not a good game because yeah. if that's what they're pooling the resources in, mm. rather than something like if you go back and play Katamari Damashi or something yeah. like that, which yeah. is something we should do on this podcast. I, we at really some point, should. If you go back and play that, the graphics don't really matter because the gameplay would have been kind of perfect, right? right? So uh, in this in this game, it, it definitely wasn't perfect. Okay. Um, it is kind of what I remember it being, though. Like, it feels similar to what I remember it playing as. Yeah. But before I get into what I think about how it plays right now too much, maybe we give our reviews as we, uh, as me, I remember the game back you. when I played it. Me being Mikey yeah. or Nio... Myoki, my what, what was my name? Uh, Myobi? Um, Myo, Mikey Obi? My Kobe. My Kobe. My Kobe. And that's why you're nervous because Kobe Bryant died this year. Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Well, last year. No, this year. January. What? February? Yeah. That's insane. I was playing Overwatch when it happened. Oh, cool. Good. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm sure Kobe would not like that. Yeah, he would have. He, he gave me much respect. <laughs> uh, no, it was like people, some person in the chat was just like, R.I.P. Kobe. And I was just like, fuck, what do you do, you idiot? And then the next game I was in, someone said it, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of the modern deaths where I was like, I remember texting around with people and going like, oh, shit, guys, I think this is real. Yeah, and yeah, like, there's always that moment. Of, yeah. yeah. When TMZ tweets it out, you know it's real because they are 100, I'm not joking, they always bat 100 with this shit. Really? Like, it's odd that they, you know, there's a lot of legitimate news sources and I'm not saying that they get it wrong. I'm just saying when TMC does it first, it's usually right. And you're like, oh crap, I think this is real. Shit. I know. Cause they had the flight logs early. So that's why, but yeah. And I was like, that's one of the first ones. Luckily we haven't had a lot of young people die uh, as much as like the eighties did and stuff yeah. like that when they were like, wait, cocaine's bad for you. Right, right. This could kill you. <laughs> right. Are you out of your mind? And we're in Toronto. 
I'm surprised we don't have many friends who have died of that. Yeah, hundred percent. Please, yeah, the bathrooms, man. Like, hundred percent. If hundred percent is fine. Ninety nine percent to one percent fentanyl, though, not nice. I, everybody going around me, like, it's like, you know, you gonna take the vaccine? I'm like, I've seen you do blow off the back of a toilet. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? What do you? Come on, you. I've seen you pick up drinks that you don't even know where yours. You're like, glug, 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 glug. Yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what we're dealing with. Uh, those kind of scientists. But listen, if you lived in a world like the Matrix, a government conspiracy <laughs> would be a very big deal. I respect you so much right now. You're so <laughs> desperately holding this on, like clinged figures. Like we got to get back to the Matrix, man. <laughs> well, no, because you know why is because right after this, we're recording our bonus episode yeah. that we'll be launching to the Mushroom Club about the Matrix Reloaded, and I'm so fucking amped to talk about that because there's so much that that loops into this game yeah. which is the matrix as an entity yeah. that we can't really talk about too much because it is more about the movie but yeah. specific to the gameplay in this right i i do remember while i was playing through it the first time it was kind of a different trajectory that ended in the same place where i really expected a lot from the game right. and ended up kind of thinking it was me mediocre and in this i expected nothing from the game and ended up thinking it was mediocre you know what i mean mm. yeah i i i yeah, I totally see that. I, I like I said, it was aided by low expectations. Yes. I, if you had said this is a banger, this is one of the legends, like the kind of thing, and I would have been like, really? Yeah. You know. Yeah. What I mean? But I don't know. Well, actually, you know what? I should say, let's get into the review so we can actually get into it. All right. So let's get into it. Uh, so for those of you who are new or may have just forgotten, Andrew and I each give these games two specific rankings. The first ranking out of four bits is our review based on what the game meant to us growing up, mm. as though we're viewing it back when it first came out, or in Andrew's case, uh, as though he uh, was reviewing it for the first time back when he was playing it. Uh, yeah. Then we take a bit of a break to revisit the game and give it its second ranking, also out of four bits, which represents how the game holds up in the modern day that said every game will receive an ultimate score out of a possible 16 bits with eight of those bits coming from mm-hmm. andrew four for the mm-hmm. retro score four for the current score and eight for myself same breakdown same andrew breakdown. why don't you take a, a start and uh break it the freak down please oh my god what is this the olympics uh <laughs> yeah 100 percent uh i circled it a couple times like nodding and like oh yeah oh he's good oh here he goes oh he needs one more time here we go oh one more time all right just warming up um okay what i would have thought of as, as a kid I wasn't, unlike Mikey, I wasn't a big Matrix kid. Really? Um, no, I liked the movie. I was like, wow, good movie. It's almost hard to reconcile for me because I assumed everyone fucking loved this. That is, but that's you with a lot of things though, right? Yeah, true. You true. know, I know, I'm not, that's not like a yeah, shock. No, 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 you're, like, you're like, it became really my popular. world. It and became my world. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever have uh, wireless sunglasses? Like frameless sunglasses? No. You know what? Back in the day, I was so self-conscious that I wouldn't ever dare put on sunglasses. Yeah. Because I just didn't want to be sunglass kid. Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't want to hey, become look known at for anything. Yeah, exactly. There. Oh, this guy thinks he looks like a fucking sexy <laughs> motherfucker with the sunglasses on. What's he think he's? Neo? You're wearing a full leather duster, but you're not. <laughs> yeah. You're not wearing sunglasses. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't a huge deal for me. I remember watching and going like, "Wow, that was a lot of fun. That's really good." And so I don't know if this game would have built the hype that it maybe hit 1.5 million people on you know opening week or whatever yep. it was. Um. But that being said, if I played it, I probably would have enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it today. Like, we'll get into that review in a second. But I enjoyed it today. I'm just not sure these characters, these sideline yeah. characters, yeah. would have been the ones that go like, oh, I got to go back so I can play as Ghost. Yeah. You know? Um, so I'm going to give this kind of a, a tepid, lukewarm two out of four. Yeah, that's fair. I think you touched on something huge there, which is part of what I liked about The Matrix wasn't just the combat and the way that the scenes were filmed and, mm. and the slow motion, all that. It was Neo and it was Trinity and Morpheus and them. And the fact that they were so non-existent in this yeah. game as a kid... I made my peace with it before it came out because this is, again, back in the day where I would read EGM magazine uh, 
front and back multiple yeah. times throughout the month. So I was ready for this game. I'd read all the reviews. I knew what to expect. But I kept telling myself, when it comes out, as long as the gameplay is good, I think I'll be okay because it'll give me a glimpse into the world of the Matrix. Right. So I knew who Ghost was and I knew who Niobe was and I remember watching the movie and seeing them and feeling like I was in on a little secret. Similar to when we were playing Pod Racer. Secret, little secret. That's between you and me. My name's Ghost. (laughs) And I check my guns even though it's a program. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Bring, bring. No, not yet. <laughs> I got a little more time. <laughs> a little more time. Give me that one with the red dress again. Um, I, I remember, though, uh, like similar to playing uh, Pod Racer, when yeah. I would watch the scene after having played the game, it felt like I was privy to something that not everyone else was. Right, I was yeah. I, there was more yeah. context to Expanded. it. Expanded. But in playing this game, I remember within a couple hours realizing that I didn't find it fun. And and we experienced some of this in the gameplay where you do a bunch of the action, you're fighting, and it's kind of repetitive, but you're like, cool, you know, slow motion, and, and it's it's keeping me uh, me active. But then you do some platforming and weird, real video gamey things mm. that maybe back then it was a little bit more forgivable, but especially nowadays, it's like, what is this doing in the game if it has nothing to do with the tone of the game that we're doing? So as soon as we had to do things like climb upon a bunch of uh, uh, racks and jump through a skylight through some platform mechanic, I kind of lost it. And I played this game for, you know, a couple days and then just figured I don't need this anymore. And I was another one of the people that basically had it, gave it back and never thought about it again, apart from to think, Wow, that was disappointing. So I'm here with a, a two out of four as well. Oh wow! And it's not it's not a terrible score, and I don't think it was a terrible game. But I was it was hurt by my crazy expectations for it, and not like not to say that that you know I was wrong to expect it, but I just expected it to feel a certain way. Yeah, and it didn't give me that, and I think that's ultimately why I uh, I, I turned away from it. No, oh, okay, that makes total sense. So a couple twos, that's four out of eight. Um. Yeah, that feels kind of in line with yeah. what kind of how I thought was that that was going to go. Yeah. Um. Even though maybe we'd like tomorrow. Well, we're going to find out. Let's do our modern scores. We'll find out soon. I uh, just just hold on to your butts here. We we're coming in hot. If you if you don't want to hold on to your butts, mm-hmm. I will I will one hundred percent hold on to them for you. Just mail them to me. Okay, mail their mail their butts to you. Yeah, I've got room in my freezer. Oh boy, I've been clearing it out. How much more human stuff is in your freezer? Define stuff. <laughs> No, I don't think I will. Does hair count as stuff? <laughs> yeah, that definitely, def- yeah, that definitely. Not counts. much room. Okay. All right. Not we, much room. I do love in this audio podcast, whenever we refer to something, you we, and I both look, look at it. At it. <laughs> we have that, the PS5, like, ah, you know, there yeah. it is. We both, I literally turn my chair to speak into the microphone so I can look at it while we're doing that. In respect of the PS5 and freezer, of course, when you speak of something, well, you make eye contact that with it. They'll, they'll sneak up on you, nope. like either the PlayStation or a body climbing out of my freezer. <laughs> <laughs> A collection of hair trying to stargle me to death. Cousin um, It from the Adams Family. <laughs> uh, okay, so modern score out of four. Um, I like this game more than I thought I was going to like this okay. game. And I thought this, I you know, to be honest, going into this, I was afraid this had disaster written all over it. And I was like, oh God, I don't want to give something a 0. 0.5. That kind of sure. sucks. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, but I will because I'm, you know, <laughs> I am a, I'm an expert. I'm a pro. Sure. And, uh, but this game kind of won over all the parts that I thought were going to kind of suck. The controls aren't, awful they're not fantastic yeah but you can definitely feel powerful in this game you can do a lot of flying kicks it controls between your different opponents pretty well because a huge part of the matrix movies is fighting many opponents at once yes that's why you're so powerful and so you could do that are the opponents idiots and don't do anything and could pretty much be mannequins yes 100 but what are you gonna do that's you know you're gonna win some you lose some the the music is right out of the game 
right of the game. Right of the movie. If you like it in the movie, you'll like it in the game. Yeah. If you don't like it in the movie, you won't like it in the game. No. Heads up. But it does lose that kind of appeal of being in the Matrix because you're in the Matrix a lot and you lose that like, you know, I think the movies do a good job of keeping you uh, a foot in both worlds at all times yep. and you don't forget where you are. Whereas this is like, you're, you're just in a generic mail sorting office. Yeah. Heads up. Yeah. You know, or whatever in the future levels and stuff like that too. So I don't know. I think I'm going to give, you know, I did like this a lot more than I thought. And I think it's pretty unique. And I think the fact that it is tied into the movie so much is really unique. So I'm going to give us a 2.5. Okay. I, wow. I, I, oh, so you're giving it a better score. I am actually going to give it a better score. I can't believe it, but I, I think it is relatively unique because I can't name a lot of movies that have direct tie-ins with movie, uh, movies. A lot of games that have direct ties and try and tie-ins with movies that are this incorporated after this? You're, you're right. Like it, it's it really swung for the fences. <laughs> yeah, and I used a lot of words to explain that. I just wanted, <laughs> I just want everyone to know. I, I realize I'm like, wow, I'm tired all of a sudden. <laughs> Jesus, welcome to my world. All I do is use too many words. I'm the British author of the podcast where I got paid per word. Uh, I'd rather be like the American authors who are like, how can I incorporate a sunset in two syllables? <laughs> what? Do you know what? Uh, do you know Funkin' Waggles? What? Do you know Funkin' Waggles? No. no. Okay, so Funkin' Waggles was a Oh, I'm going to screw this up now. But it was like a writing, it was a style guide. Okay. And it was like kind of the style guide you used in the 70s, 80s, and 90s to write essays and stuff. Okay. Especially APA style and you know, different yep. styles like that. And that was like a very favorite. It like, by the time you and I had gone to post-secondary, it really wasn't a thing anymore. But my mom would still use it and she gave it to me and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I heard a guy on a football broadcast make a Funkin' Waggles joke, and I said, wow, that must have gone over everyone's heads. <laughs> and I just was thinking that when you're like using too many words, I'm like, oh, Funkin' Waggles would have a lot to say about this. I love I love references like that. Yeah. I'm so for them. When one <laughs> other person gets them, like, I'm here for it. I love the ones where you're like, that was for me. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah exactly. Met, that was for me. Exactly. <laughs> um, I uh, Well, that was a real funk-y mm -hmm exposition absolutely it was and i'm gonna waggle my <laughs> little butt over to the review section hey dan funk what are you gonna get into you're gonna become a jazz trombonist <laughs> no i'm gonna get into style guides for english literature <laughs> oh okay Ooh, brother his, his his brother was a lot more popular with the ladies i yeah, think i like, think enter the matrix enter the matrix yeah no you made a really good point this game definitely swings for the fences oh, yeah. i like the attempt of incorporating the game with the movie while trying to be its own thing mm. they they had the right idea with this and i think ultimately what hurt it the most was the time crunch of mm -hmm. having to get this out in in correlation with the movie um but i can't review it on what i think it could have been i'm yeah. reviewing it on how the game actually played and you know for that initial five minutes or so in that opening area when you fought a couple people and were moving mm -hmm. around and i realized the controls were workable the graphics were okay and the combat was kind of cool i was like i'm gonna like this a lot more yeah but then you continue down generic hallways doing the exact same thing, mm -hmm. doing uh, fighting the same character models over and over again in a way that didn't feel threatening. The only thing that felt threatening was like environmental damage, like like tear gas uh, or the boredom of trying to navigate a, a platforming puzzle. Uh, and that really brought the score down for me by the end of, of, of us playing this. I think what they struggled with most was finding a way to keep the pacing of the Matrix movies elongated into a video game. Yeah. Where it's like, we need to, here's a very cool, tight action scene, but let's spread this out over a 30-minute segment right. running through a post office. It just doesn't work the same way because then you just end up running down a hallway, punch, kick, punch, kick, running down a hallway, punch, kick, punch, kick. Yeah. And, and I don't think I could have done much more of that. I was kind of done with this game 
game by the time we finished it. Okay. I'm glad we picked it up to take a look at it, but I never need to play that again. Huh. I'm a one and a half. Out one of and a half. On okay. Yeah. So two and a half and a one and a half. That's just gets out to, oh my God, a four out of eight. Oh, it's a four again. <laughs> so Andrew, your total score was a four and a half and my total score was a three and a half. Yeah. It's an eight total. And uh, there's a, only one award that this one gets. Oh. And uh, I know you and I love the awards we section. Do. This is one that games very, very rarely get awarded. And it's called the Hermetically Sealed Vault of Expectations oh, okay. or the Before and After Trophy, which is yeah. another thing that we like. Yes, we do. Uh, which means it's the same score in the retro score as it was in the modern score. Yeah. Obviously, our individual scores differed slightly, uh, but overall, a four and a four. That's it. Absolutely. God, yeah. Well, that's well, that's good Good for Enter the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. exactly as expected. What you more can you ask? You absolutely did. You entered our mind, you left us with an expectation, and then you matrixed. Wow, congratulations to Enter the Matrix. Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I Like I said, it kind of in my review. I was just really afraid that it was like, because, you know, there was a, you know, I don't, I, I'm not the arbiter of like all video games. But what? <laughs> then why are you even on this fucking podcast? I ask myself that every day. Is <laughs> no. that no? Is no? And so I was afraid that it was going to be like, oh man, this is going to suck. Yeah. If I've never heard of it, this is going to suck, sure. right? And then I played it. And I'm like, oh, kind of cool. You know, like slightly uh, surprising. It, like to me, I was surprised in the fact that it didn't age terribly. No, it kind of held up the expectations. I mean, the hermetically sealed vault of expectations is a weird trophy because you can get a one in the retro score and a one, in the, and you still get it. Yeah. But this just being a shot down the middle of yeah. an average of four out of eight in the modern and retro scores, totally acceptable. Well, we did it, you know, and we got to that number in two different ways. Yes. You lower and my higher. Yes. You know, so so you know, it's kind of interesting that we get there, and I think it says a lot about the game. So there we are. Enter the Matrix. Wow. I'm really glad we played that. And, I, and, if, and if anyone's played that back home, like back home, out there in the internet, <laughs> back home, everyone listening back home, it's like six well, of my relatives are home. around a radio, like all just <laughs> staring at it. And they're like nodding at each other, looking thumbs up. Um, no, if you out there have played this game, if you were a person that returned the game, I want to really hear from you. Yes. I want to hear, I want to hear their experiences with this because I wasn't expecting to have a good time. And it sounds like, for the most part, people that played this game at the at the time of release, they didn't enjoy it. They didn't. Yeah. Wow. It's interesting. And I think so much of that has to do with expectations mm -hmm. versus the product that they actually got. Yeah. And then running up against bugs, obviously. But that's that's kind of it. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from anyone who's had an experience with this game. Hit yeah. us up on Twitter. I'm at Retrograde Mikey. Mm. This is at Retrograde Andy. What's up? And uh, we also have the at Retrograde Pod account as well. Yeah, absolutely. But... Thank you so much for listening. We oh, love every thanks. single one of you. Keep wearing a mask. We know we talked about vaccines. Keep wearing a mask. <laughs> and, uh, and we can't wait to talk to you soon. I'm Andrew Bascom. And I'm Mikey Aaronworth. This is the Retrograde Podcast. Game over. Thank you so much for listening to the Retrograde Podcast. We look forward to recording this podcast all week long, and we hope you guys look forward to listening to it. You know how we got into retro video game podcasting for the money and the babes? We're really in it for the ratings and reviews. Money is ratings. Reviews are babes. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you enjoy podcasts. For any business inquiries, you can always email the Retrograde Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Retrograde Pod. And you can find Andrew on Twitter at Retrograde Andy. And then Mikey at Retrograde Mikey. Instagram at The Retrograde Podcast. And remember, Find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast for all of your non-essential but very much enjoyable content. Between Twitter, Instagram, and everything in between, we've grown a great community. Thank you so much for being part of it. It's like a weird hippie commune where we all have jobs and we might have sex with each other. And sometimes we kill Sharon Tate. <laughs> Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. New tip, fuck you!